Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. The way of the cross is referred to in Latin as the Via Della Rosa, the way of suffering, and it captures the journey Jesus traveled from Gethsemane in the Mount of Olives to Golgotha on Mount Calvary, the place of crucifixion, a journey of about 600 meters. Along that journey, Jesus encountered certain persons some of whom were institutional characters or office bearers. They provided a useful window into the state of play, the miscarriage of justice, the deterioration of the social institution and the absolute depravity of the human conduct in response to which the death of Jesus is the pathway to salvation. We would like to focus on Caiaphas, the high priest, Pilate, the governor, and Simon Cyrene along the Via della Rosa. Often we focus only on the cross and the resurrection. They are the end of the journey. There's a lot to learn along the way. The conversations, the character, what they tell us about humanity, about ourselves, and about our world. I would like to begin the journey on the Via della Rosa at the seat of Caiaphas. He was the high priest, a position he held for 32 years. He was the son-in-law of the high priest Annas and therefore was a kind of institutional or family character. He was chief priest and presided over the trial of Jesus. It is important to notice that at that trial, the truth was not an ally or an instrument at play. In fact, Caiaphas actively sought evidence or witnesses that could guarantee him the outcome he wanted, which was to get rid of Jesus. Jesus was seen by him and the entire Jewish council as a threat to things as they were. And so they solicited the help of those who could tell them things that they could use to get rid of Jesus. In his presence, while Caiaphas presided, Jesus was struck and spat upon. It is not merely that false witnesses were used, but the very process itself that was a distortion of due process. Even in a world of extrajudicial killings, we keep the pretense by ensuring that the proceedings themselves are free from violence. Caiaphas was so corrupt, so cocksure, so pompous, that he allowed the miscarriage in his very council meeting. This is what power does when it left unchecked, when it gets to your head. 
So on the Via Della Rosa, Jesus shows us two things that we need to confront in our world. He stands with all those who have been the victims of the miscarriage of justice, to whom due process has been denied, whose rights are taken away. He stands with those for whom the systems do not work, but are intended to work against. They sat so that they could get rid of Jesus. On trial that day, and since that day, there have been victims that are disqualified for justice, whether by their race or ethnicity, their religion, their politics, or even their preferences. But there is something else that we encounter by which we should detain ourselves in that encounter with Caiaphas. That is those who are complicit in the miscarriage of justice. We must make of this encounter. What must we make of this encounter with Jesus and Caiaphas on the Via Della Rosa? I believe that we have seen here is Jesus being a representative and in this respect, calling attention to those who are the victims of the miscarriage of justice, those who are denied due process and therefore done injustice and killed at the hands of those who are put in positions to enforce, to enforce justice. I think we also see in this story those who are complicit in the miscarriage of justice. In Caiaphas, as a representative of the finest sons and daughters of the system, those, are, those who are appointed and promoted and those who enjoy longevity in positions of power and influence and yet are ruthless, capricious in the exercise of power over the lives of others. Those who rule but do not serve justice. The death of Jesus calls attention to systems and to people who are cavalier in the actions they take over the lives of others. Let us deal with this complicity. It has often been said that in order for evil to prevail, good people have to keep quiet. This is an incident in which those whom the society call good are instrumental in the evil in the society. It is often ignored, but it is the truth that there is an alliance between the forces of evil and those regarded as good. In the arrest and trial of Jesus, there is a connection between Judas the betrayer and the chief priests and between those willing to lie for money and those who sit in the seat of justice. The society has blind spots for these things. We are willing to look the other way and to make excuses. Sometimes you find some innocuous and apparently benign individuals, as we say in Jamaica, who can't mash ants. But their role is that they are willing to do what it takes to get along. I have watched as the church has lost its autonomy and is now waiting on permission to worship and to say who can 
and cannot come to church. If this were taking place in China, we would call prayer meetings and call it persecution. But it is being done by our favorite bad boys, so we look the other way. Jesus was crucified by those who were complicit with the system. And it is the case today that on, not only are good people silent, many are actively facilitating the objective and the agenda of evil, seeking to secure the outcome it wants to get and whom it wants, it wishes to get rid of. Typhus was a fine son of the Jewish religion. He had risen to the pinnacle, but as Jesus meets him on the Via Della Rosa, he's a villain in the peace. He's intentionally presiding over a miscarriage of justice. He's recruiting miscreants to tell lies. He has loaded the dice against Jesus and has caused him to be abused. We must look at the gospel and ask ourselves about religion when it loses its way. When instead of being a source and a force for good, it is in collusion with the forces of evil to do evil. We must ask ourselves whether there is anything we see in this text that can help us deserve, discern where we go wrong and how to fix it. And there are three things I see and I share them with you. One of them is when truth is no longer an ally. The truth is no longer what we are seeking and what decides our intention. We are prepared to believe a lie we are actively seeking to use falsehoods if we think they can help us get to the goal we want to achieve. We have to watch ourselves when we do not want the truth. We want what is clever. We do not want the truth. We want, which, what's, we want to sound like certain movers and shakers where the source of what is said is more important than what is said. Content not as important as form and sounds and appearances, the trappings. Where what we want has nothing to do with the lived reality of the people. We want to get more and more into high sounding words. The other thing that happened to Typhus and happens to religion when it loses its way is what it is against is more important than what it is for. It gets very hung up on these causes that are defined negatively. It is a manufacturer of outrage and indignation. Its authenticity lies in how loudly it protests and how strongly it reacts. It is flat power that defines it. Watch it. When you can't remember what you are for, only what you are against. They wanted to get rid of Jesus and they lost their soul, their integrity, their moral authority and moral commitment in pursuit of their objectives. Thirdly, they confused means and ends. Their religion became an end in itself and no longer a means to an end of serving God 
and serving neighbors. They got false witnesses to say that Jesus said that destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. Jesus was speaking about his body, but they used it for a trumped up charge to say he was speaking about the temple. And for the sake of the temple, they were prepared to kill, to kill the innocent son of God and to do so in the name of God the Father. What is means and what is ends? The building or even the regular holding of service is not the end. It is the means to collective worship. It is the means to teaching God's word. It is the means to caring for God's people. This is what it exists for. This is not, if this is not the high watermark, the temple is losing its way. The other thing that we must take away from the encounter with Jesus and Caiaphas on the Via Della Rosa is that it calls attention to the victims that have been the victims of the miscarriage of justice, those denied due process, those that are the victims of extrajudicial actions. It was a place and a man I did not know. I was at a place and a man I did not know was showing the person I was visiting the bodies of five men on his phone killed in Augustown by the police. They were quite evidently killed in their sleep and not in, as the police had said, in a shootout. But who cares in this society? All people have to do, all the police has to do is to tell us that they had killed somebody and we take away our thinking caps and let them say and do all they want. That the system could crucify the Son of God and claim that it was acting in our name, in the name of God, means that the system is dangerous if we leave it to cover its own tracks. We must therefore demand standards of due process. We must make demands about how prisoners in custody are treated. We must create rules of evidence because we do not want even one innocent victim to be the victim of the miscarriage of justice. It is not only the fact that attention is called to the victims to the mat to this matter. It is not only the fact that attention is called to this to the matter, is it is therefore that it raises the prospect that help is on the way. We must, in the name of Christ, direct our attention to creating options of appeal somewhere for people whose rights are being taken away, something for them to appeal to. And therefore, we must make it possible for them to find hope. This is the cross. The cross says to those spoken against, discriminated against, whose rights are taken away, that no less than the Son of God was a victim of that action. And he's on your side. He's in heaven securing justice for you the guilty will not go unpunished. And he has done this to break 
the power of injustice and evil and to secure your salvation. In his name, we fight for pure justice. For those spoken against, discriminated against, whose rights are taken away. We fight to make good people responsive to higher standards than themselves, to bear in mind that when they have power in their hands, the measure is what they do to Jesus Christ. They are bound to ensure that the innocent is vindicated and not abused. They must ensure that justice is done. Meeting Caiaphas as high priest turned rogue on the Via Dolorosa, the way of suffering, a call to higher standards of justice. Amen.